have a tendency to forget to turn the mic on. Um, but God is good. God is good. And we are here to celebrate his goodness to us. Thank you, Marsha, for reading. Thank you, worship team, for bringing us to this point. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you today for your love and your mercy and your goodness to us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to gather together to worship you. And we pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning through your word, through your Holy Spirit, and through the baptismal service to follow. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This portion of scripture that Marcia read for us has a very precious place in my heart. And if you don't mind, I just want to share a word of testimony this morning. Back when I was a teenager, back in the 1970s, I was struggling as a teenager. I struggled with a very poor self-image. I struggled with severe depression. It was not an easy life. We worked hard as a family. We played hard as a family, but then we'd lost some family members, and, and it hit hard. It hit hard. And one Sunday morning, as I was waiting for our pastor, Pastor Chapman, to come and pick us up for Sunday school and church because we didn't have any other ride that Sunday, I grabbed my great-grandmother's little New Testament, and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Do you have a plan for my life? Everybody, everybody tells me you have a plan for my life. What is it? What is it? I am absolutely clueless. And I opened that little New Testament. In fact, I was going to try to find it to bring it this morning, and I forgot all about it. But I grabbed that, and I opened it up. I said, Lord, show me. Show me. And it opened up to this passage that Marcia read from Matthew 28. 16 through 20, which is the Great Commission. And it's like the Lord said to me, Judy, I have a plan for your life. And I just stood there in absolute amazement because I knew at that point I had not yet accepted Christ as my Savior and Lord. And yet in the midst of that, in the midst of that depression, in the midst of those struggles, God was saying to me, Judy, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for your life. Wow. Shortly after that Sunday, another lady offered me a ride to what, is, what used to be Wesleyan Bible Camp. It had a different name before that. It was a place where we would go where they would have Christian speakers and they would share for a week at a time the gospel message. And the speaker that this lady took me to hear was Dr. Norman Wilson. And he preached a powerful message, and that Sunday, I, or that wasn't a Sunday, that day, that night, I went to the altar, and I gave my heart to the Lord. God had placed a call on my life, but in his wisdom and guidance, he led me to that point where I would accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And that was the beginning of the story. That was the beginning of what God wanted to do in me and through me. And I have served in different places here. And last summer, the Lord closed some doors, but he opened some other doors for me. In fact, one of the doors he opened for me was one I never would have even dreamed about. And that was leading Bible study at a recovery center, all ways to recovery over on the air base. 
and the Lord has provided opportunities to share the gospel message. And it's exciting to see people coming to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. It's exciting to see people growing in their faith. And we've got folks here today who have come in from that recovery center. The Lord also opened the door to do a Bible study at Beekman Towers. And again, it is wonderful to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. But one reason we are doing what we are doing today in our study at All Ways to Recovery one of the lessons quite a few months ago was on baptism. Some of the ladies came to me and said, we, we would like to be baptized. We would like to take that step. Now that you have explained it to us, now that we understand, we would like to take that step. And my dream was to be able to do it at the recovery center where they came to that decision. But that was not a possibility because of government funding and all the things there, so I asked the leadership of the church here if, if it would be possible to do it here so they could testify in front of other believers that they have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and that they want to publicly make that declaration and follow the Lord. And so this morning, they and I both say thank you for allowing this opportunity we know it's a little out of the normal, but we have to say thank you for what you have done. I want to share just three points today, three basic points. The first, baptism identifies us as people of faith who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Two weeks ago, I shared about being plugged into God's power by being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We looked briefly at what happened at Pentecost, we looked briefly at Peter's sermon there on Pentecost. We couldn't spend a lot of time on that. But we looked at the result of P Peter's sermon. Those who accepted the message of salvation through Jesus Christ were baptized that day. And around 3,000 people were added to that number that day. And I just want to point out what came first here. They accepted Christ. They accepted that message of salvation through Christ. And then they took that step of baptism. Let me just share a portion of scripture with you from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. I love this passage of scripture. It makes it very clear, the path for us. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Powerful passage of scripture. We are saved how? By faith in Jesus Christ. It's his grace. It's his gift to us. What a gift. What a gift. We were dead in our transgressions and sins, dead apart from him, destined to eternity without him. And yet God in his love 
sent his son to die on the cross for us in our place so that our sins can be forgiven, so that we can have that hope of eternal life. It is the gift of God. Isn't that wonderful? Now we've all received wonderful gifts in our lifetime. We all have. But this gift far exceeds any of them. Let me make one thing very clear here this morning. We are not saved by being baptized. Instead, baptism is our public declaration or testimony of what God has already done in our hearts and in our lives. God's word makes that very clear. God loved, God gave, but we have to receive what he has done for us. And once we have accepted Jesus Christ, the next step is baptism by publicly declaring what God has done. Number two, baptism identifies us with Jesus Christ. Over in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and we do not have that on the screen because I was not intending to read that, but Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized. And John looked at him and said, why, why should I baptize you? I'm the one that needs to be baptized by you. Let me ask a question. Did Jesus really need to be baptized? That's a good question, isn't it? He probably didn't since he was a sinless son of God. And yet he said, I need to do this to fulfill all righteousness. I need to do this to set an example for all who come after me. Wow. You see, in, in stepping into that river and going under that water, Jesus identified with us, didn't he? He identified with each and every one of us who need to die to our sin and be raised to new life in Jesus Christ. The book that we are studying at the Recovery Center Bible Study, and some of you may not like Rick Warren, and that's, that's your personal choice, but we are doing the book, The Purpose Driven Life. I am seeing God changing hearts and lives as we go through this study. But Rick Warren wrote, he said, your baptism declares your faith, shares Christ's burial and baptism, symbolizes your death to your old life, and announces your new life in Christ. It is also a celebration of your inclusion in God's family. When we are baptized, we share in what Christ has done for us in a very real way. And this morning, I know they've, they've told me that they usually do the baptismal service at the river up here. When I was baptized, I was baptized in Lake Champlain down at Point of Rush. The water is too cold to do that, but because these ladies want to take this step, we are going to do it by sprinkling, but it's symbolic of what Jesus Christ did for us and our union with him through faith in him. Beautiful, isn't it? But baptism also identifies us with God's family. I hate to admit this, but many people today go through life looking for a place to belong, looking for a group that will accept them, looking for a family that will accept them, wanting to belong. We all need to be included, don't we? 
We all need to find a place where we are accepted. We all need to find a place where we belong. One of my favorite Bible verses in this regard is from Romans 1, verse 6. And it says, And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? In him we find a place to belong. In him we find acceptance. We find love. We find a place to belong. That is beautiful, isn't it? A number of years ago, I had been leading Bible study at Beekman Towers. That door had opened up through a lady from the church I was at at that time. And it got to the point where I was eventually picking up more folks from Vilas home and bringing them over to Beekman Towers than we had coming from Beekman Towers. So I gave them, I laid out the fleece. I said, okay, ladies, you go around Beekman Towers. You go around Vilas home. See which is going to be the most viable option to continue this study. And it ended up going over to Vilas home. And that first day that I went there for Bible study, we gathered in one of the sunrooms. We gathered around the table. And it was interesting to see the folks as they looked around that table that day. You're a believer? You're a believer? They had eaten together. They had done life together. They had played games together. But it wasn't until we gathered there for Bible study that they realized they were part of something much bigger. They were part of the family of God, and they didn't even know it. And so we met week after week after week until COVID hit. But to see the people finally making that connection and growing together, when we gather together for a baptismal service, we are not only saying, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. We are saying, I'm part of God's family. And it's exciting. It's exciting, it's a joy, and it's a privilege to be a part of that family. In fact, the baptismal ceremony says, it gives the name, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a celebration of our inclusion in God's family. Isn't that precious? Isn't that wonderful? Baptism doesn't make us a part of God's family, but it shows that we are a part of God's family. We are welcomed in him. And it's an outward sign of what God has already done in our hearts and in our lives and today it is a great honor to, and a privilege to baptize two ladies that are part of the recovery study, Bible study, and welcome them. Um, I want to have prayer here, and Franklin, Pastor Franklin has agreed to help me here this morning. I, I'm not very coordinated. He is helping me. But let's have prayer here. Heavenly Father, thank you today for your love for us. Thank you for what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. And Heavenly Father, we do thank you for these two ladies who have made this commitment, who want to step forward and publicly say,
I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, and I want to live for him. Lord, bless these ladies. Bless this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Lorraine and Donna to come forward. I'm going to bring this over here. And let me just read from the minister's manual here. It says, Dear friend, our friends, in keeping with the example of Jesus, you have presented yourself this day that you might receive the sacrament of baptism. Baptism is not itself the door to salvation, but rather is an outward sign of the new birth which God has brought, wrought in your heart. It proclaims to all the world that you have taken Christ Jesus as the Lord of your life and that it is your purpose always to obey him in order that we may hear your testimony of what God has done for you, and that we may know that you understand the significance of the step you are taking, we want to ask you these questions. Do you believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? That Jesus Christ, the Son, suffered in your place on the cross, that he died but rose again, that he now sits at the Father's right hand until he returns to judge all men at the last day. And do you believe in the Holy Scriptures as the inspired word of God? That it is by grace, that it is by the grace of God that every person has the ability and responsibility to choose between right and wrong, and that those who repent of their sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are justified by faith. If so, answer all this, I steadfastly believe. Do you intend by this act to testify to all the world that you are a Christian and will be a loyal follower of Jesus Christ? Okay, before I baptize you, we're going to have you each share just a word of testimony, and then I will, after you share your testimony, then I will baptize you. Let's start with Donna. Donna's right here to Pastor Franklin's. Yeah, no, if you could use the mic, that way everybody can hear. Hi, I'm Donna, and what a blessing it is to be a part of this church. Um, I started out over at the recovery center, and um, unfortunately, in the beginning, I suffered with alcohol and a drug addiction, um, and I'm receiving help for my addictions. Um, I came from a beautiful family, even though it was somewhat abusive, um, but I made it through, and I'm here to give my testimony, and... I was so broken. Um, my dad, he, was, he is my rock, even though he's passed. Um, and now I'm here to take care of my mother. And it would have just, I mean, it was so, it was a horrible time in my life just last year, losing my father, because people around me um, were losing their parents. And I never wanted to feel that. And it happened. And now I'm taking care of my mom. And if I wasn't um, in recovery, I wouldn't be here to even take care of my mom, maybe not even able to breathe. But um, with hope 
and surrendering and accepting that I can make a change in my life, not just for myself, but also my mom, because she'd be placed in a nursing home, and dad didn't want that. Um, and getting the help that I needed in my addiction. Um, and getting back to the Bible study, I was introduced by one of the workers there, and I am so thankful and grateful that this woman told me about the Bible study, because that's when my religion came back together. Um, I lost, so I thought I lost what I had, but I didn't, because God was always there. I have a purpose now in life that I realize I didn't have early on because of the mess that I was in, but um, I'm here today and wanting to give back what's given to me through AA as well as being spiritually fit. Um, and I'm also grateful for the ladies uh, in Bible study because I wouldn't have been uh, turned over or where I am right now if it hadn't been for the Bible study. Um, and I have my grandchild, um, and I'm hoping that he can do the same, just believe, keep his faith and hope, because there is hope, strength, and love here in God's home, and it's just finding our way, and I found my way, and I don't want to give this up. Um, I've worked hard, and I need to work harder because it's not progress, it's, or not pro, per, it's progress, not perfection. So I just need to put the work into it and know that God is there all the time. He is great, he's good, and I will never be forsaken nor left behind. Yeah. I just give it to God. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm Thank so grateful for everybody yeah. here. Thank you, Donna. Including yes. Pastor Judy, because without these ladies, I wouldn't have what I'm yeah. getting and be able to go on within life now. Thank, Thank you, you, Donna. Thank you. It has, it has been a thrill. It has been a thrill to watch Donna grow in her faith and her walk with the Lord. And Donna, I'm going to baptize you, and then we'll come to Lorraine. Okay, your name? Donna Polonese. Okay, Donna Polonese, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 This is a big step for Donna. Thank you for allowing, welcoming into the church family. And Donna, I have a certificate for you, and... Have a t-shirt from the church family here. It says, love without limits. And I want you to know you are loved without limits. God bless you, Donna. It says a big day. Okay, Lorraine. I've been thinking for a long time I needed to do this. I needed to be baptized. When I was a baby, I was christened in the Lutheran Church, and at age 14, I made my confirmation. I've always gone to church in Sunday school, 
but I never read the Bible extensively and studied scripture until I went to Wesleyan Church and started going to Pastor Judy's Bible studies. I have learned so much about these scriptures and Pastor Judy had helped me through the most difficult time of my life. In 2019, I lost my son and then in 2020, my, my daughter was murdered. I decided I wanted to be baptized and rededicated. I wanted to dedicate my life to Jesus as my savior as an adult. I want to keep learning the scriptures. I want to serve my Lord and others and be the best person and Christian I can be. I know God forgives my sins and mistakes, and he loves me unconditionally. And, oh Lord, believe me, I need that. And when my time comes, I can't wait to be with my Lord in heaven. In the, in the Bible studies I've been to, um, one of the, the books of the Bible that I have come to love so much is Romans. And in the Bible study a few weeks ago, Pastor Judy asked us if we had some verses or a verse that was the most important Bible verse for us. And mine is Romans 8, 37 through 39. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lorraine. Lorraine has had <laughs> Lorraine has had a very difficult journey with the losses of two children. I cannot imagine. But she continues to grow in her faith and her walk with the Lord, and we thank the Lord for that. Lorraine Lachlan, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And I have a certificate for you, along with a t-shirt from the church family, Love Without Limits. Thank oh, you. thank you. Let, let, me ask for, let me have prayer for these ladies, and then the worship team is going to lead us in a closing song. But you may go back to your seats. Heavenly Father, thank you for Donna. Thank you for Lorraine. Thank you for their lives and the testimonies that they have shared here this morning. And for this reminder, no matter what we face in life, you are there. You are good. You will walk through these things with us. And we continue, can continue to grow in your love and in your grace. Be with us in these closing moments that you would just do your work in our hearts and our lives. And may we all together as a congregation, as a church family, affirm our commitment to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together.
hands high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all I am is yours. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your all for us, that we can have the abundant life now, that we can have that hope of eternal life. And again, we pray for these two ladies who made that commitment of baptism today, but we pray for each one of us that our lives would be loved, lived in such a way that they would be a radiant witness and testimony to those around us of your love and of your grace. And in the neighborhoods in which we live, in the communities in which we live, help us, Heavenly Father, that we would be a tremendous witness for you, that through our lives people would be drawn to you. Be with us now as we go forth from here. Watch over us and keep us in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.